Welcome to InstructureCast, the podcast where we open the doors to a world of educational marvels. Formerly known as Canvas Casters, we've embraced the bigger picture to now include the dynamic portrait of Instructure's support of the entire educational ecosystem. Whether you're a teacher, student, administrator, or just an education enthusiast, we've got something special for you. Join us as we dive into the heart of learning. From K-12 to higher ed, we'll explore the human side of education, elevating and acknowledging all of the amazing things you bring to our community. And speaking of community, when you're looking for even more amazing content advice and lively discussions, head on over to our very own Instructure community. And don't forget, find us on your favorite social platform, subscribe to the podcast, and share the knowledge with your fellow educators. Together, let's create an unstoppable community of lifelong learners. So grab your coffee, find a comfy spot, and let's embark on this enlightening journey together. Well, hello. Welcome to the newly refined and renamed InstructureCast podcast, the official podcast of the Instructure Learning Platform. You may know us as Canvas Casters, but we're delighted to announce some exciting changes as we kick off this week's amazing episode. And we are your new hosts, Ryan and Melissa. Hello. Ryan, it's so exciting to have you team up with me on this. And I thought we'd start this podcast just with a little bit of an intro to the two of us for those people out in the community that may not know us yet. So I'll start. I'm Melissa Lobel, the Chief Customer Experience Officer at Instructure. And uh, I've had the lucky privilege of being able to spend pretty much my entire career in ed tech. Been on the customer side, or I can relate to the educational (laughs) institution. I've taught high school. I've taught in uh, extended continuing education settings. And I am here at Instructure focused solely on the customer experience. And in that, I have the teams that get to work with our customers on an Mm -hmm. everyday basis. So super excited to be a part of this and to dig in. Ryan, uh, share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm super excited to be doing the podcast. Uh, I think this is going to be so much fun. And so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ryan Lufkin. I'm the Vice President of Global Strategy here at Instructure. Some people will call me the EdTech Lumberjack, not just because I like the plaid, but I have a a beard, a robust beard, I think. But I've been in EdTech for uh, over 20 years, going back to the the campus pipeline days for the old timers. I Uh, remember those. Yeah. And so uh, I I love education technology. It's it's been my focus for the majority of my career, um, working with colleges, universities, and K-12 institutions to build their their ecosystem is, is really what I'm focused on. And most recently, I've I've really been focused on emerging technologies and talking about what is impacting uh, education across the board uh, and how here at Instructure, we're uh, supporting our customers with uh, new and emerging technologies. So uh, you'll hear me talking on webcasts and interviews and things like that. Uh, But right now, this uh, the exciting podcast that that I get to do with you. So I'm excited. Yeah, this should be fun. I I don't think um, you may all know this, but I'll I'll share this. Ryan and I have worked together for a long time and uh, we do like to have a little bit of fun, speaking of fun. (laughs) So hopefully this is not only um, really insightful and inspiring, but it also, uh, you have a little fun listening to us as you follow this new podcast. I feel like our editors are going to have a little work shortening it. We have a tendency to sidebar. Yes, we do. We're we're chatters, just to (laughs) warn y'all. That is for sure. 
Well, let's jump right in. You talked about emerging technologies, Ryan. So let's jump right into the kind of emerging technology of the year, yeah. although it's been around a while, which is interesting. Yep. But let's let's dig into generative AI. At Instructure, we've really believed that these kinds of transformative technologies, especially those surrounding generative AI, will lead to student success. They're going to empower educators. They're going to enhance the overall learning experience, which I think is really awesome. There's a lot of dialogue in the community, especially because these technologies need to be intentional. They need to be human oriented. We need to be thoughtful about the broader environment in which these kinds of technologies leveraging generative AI exist. So, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit from you, Ryan. You've been out there talking to folks. You've been really um, in researching, investigating the space, working with our engineering team around generative AI. What are some of our fundamental beliefs as a company around generative AI and how is that going to take us into the future? Yeah, I think from the beginning, we took a very positive uh, approach. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, catastrophizing or alarmist headlines out there. And I think that's to be expected. Um, but like you said, generative AI has been around for a while. It wasn't until uh, the end of last year, the end of 2022, that we saw the immersion of chat GPT and that, that clean user interface that led to such a broad adoption. And I think one of the things that we're most focused on really is teacher efficiency, student success, um, making sure that we are applying our technology in a way, or this new technology in a way uh, that, that really supports educators. Uh, and to that end, we've really created three pillars for internally to help us guide our approach. And and those are intentional, safe, and equitable. Uh, and so everything we do is kind of based on those three pillars and, and making sure that we uh, stay focused on what's good for our customers. I really like that simple yet directed approach of those three pillars, because yeah. I think there's a lot of conversation happening in education in general, whether you're at an institution, whether you're a vendor delivering tools that are leveraging generative AI, there's a lot of conversation. I'd yep. almost say a lot of noise to a certain A lot degree. of noise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's everybody's talking about it, but nobody knows how to frame it. So those three pillars are really powerful, intentional, safe, and equitable. Maybe just share a little bit. I'll share a little bit about each of those. Yeah. And then I'm going to come back at you, Ryan, with, as we think about these pillars. So what are you hearing from educators out there? Yeah. What are the teachers yep. and the institutions saying? But let me, let me just highlight a little bit about these three pillars. So from an intentional perspective, and we both alluded to this, being human-driven, human-centric, it's all about the whole human. I talk exactly. about this, right? Yep. It's Education yeah, has shifted to this space. Yeah, there's real practical benefits. And if we if we focus on those instead of fear around the, the unknown, I think we can really accomplish something uh, productive. Absolutely. And we can be responsible, right? And yep. ethical and how we're accomplishing that. Absolutely. That's probably the biggest fear, right? Is that players will either knowingly or unknowingly introduce AI in a way that is is unethical, is it takes advantage of our students' data, things like that. That's why that that's very clear that that responsible and ethical uh, approach is, is top of our list. Oh, yeah. And that leads right into safe, right? So we're talking intentional, we're talking safe. Yep. And it's just ensuring, and 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 not only for the technologies that, that will bring out that leverage generative AI, but the ones that we're talking about are encouraging um, our customers, you all listening, to leverage. We want to make sure privacy is paramount, yep. you know, that they're secure, safe, and that you're informed as a user of it. Exactly. Of how privacy is being yeah, managed, right? That transparent yeah. aspect of it, right? The, the transparency and the um, really, and whether that's in our own technology, whether that's in our partner's technology, we're working closely. And, and for those that attend InstructureCon, uh, I think they will hear a lot of 
that aspect, but how are we working with partners to make sure that that handoff is, is safe and, and manageable? Yeah. Absolutely. And then this, um, this last pillar, the, so we're intentional, safe, and we're equitable. The equitable one is one that touches my heart in particular, Mm -hmm. because so much over the last couple of years has surfaced around this divide, right? Or this, this challenge of ensuring that education that's equitable to all is being delivered. And so I think you know, generative AI, I'm going to, I'm going to guess that we have opportunities to help bridge that gap or make Mm -hmm. sure we're bringing education to everyone, but there's also some scary risks out there, right? That, that we could create an even bigger divide among those that have access to really powerful learning environments that are fueled by generative AI versus those that don't. So, so what are you hearing actually, Ryan, around this equitable piece? One of the, one of the like silver linings, if you can have a silver lining of a global pandemic, was accessibility. And and it exposed, COVID-19 exposed a lot of the accessibility issues, whether that was between rural and urban students, mm-hmm. whether that was the you know socioeconomic gaps, whether that was uh, accessibility built into the software for uh, people with special needs. All of that came to the forefront during COVID. And really, we, we just made you know, huge strides. So many, so many institutions just went above and beyond to solve those challenges during COVID. And one of the biggest fears was that as we came back to a new normal, uh, we would lose some of that accessibility, some of that focus on accessibility. And AI introduces a whole nother wrench into that conversation. And I think one of the focuses is right now, you know, open AI is, is an open source tool. And we've seen a proliferation of those AI tools based off of open AI. But the, the fear is that those will become something that is only accessible to a, to a, a small few that can pay for it or things like that. Uh, and so making sure that we're not looking just today, but long-term, how do we make sure that we lay the groundwork for that equitable access? Absolutely. And you touched upon a really key point too. While open AI, open source, it's not free. (laughs) And so thinking about as these technologies that are leveraging generative AI and open AI in particular emerge, understanding what the cost may be, either from a dollars perspective or even a resource perspective, as we're transitioning these into the learning experience is going to be really important. No, and I I love that you brought up that because I think that's one of the things that's lost so often in the conversation, especially with the catastrophizing headlines, is there's not enough uh, silicon in the world to create enough chips to create a, a, a sentient AI. You know, that's that's a quote directly from my friends at, at Microsoft, right? Uh, and and the amount of, of data that's passed back between uh, uh, the hosted solution and the AI tools can really be cumbersome. And so that cost aspect of it really gets glossed over as we look at some of the more scary aspects of it. It's almost self-limiting. And, and that there's a good piece of that. There's a bad piece of that. Um, great tools coming out, but can we scale them to make them accessible for everybody based on that cost? Absolutely. And that that really leads to, again, I know you've been out there chatting with folks. I shared at the beginning, I'm a core teacher at heart, right? So mm-hmm. I started in a K-12 classroom. I, you know, I ended up teaching in a graduate program in educational technology. I teach in a certificate program now. And, you know, it's tempting to use these kinds of tools, but I have to remember as a teacher too, that yeah, maybe free at first, but free is not always free. (laughs) And thinking about how I'm, you know, leveraging these kinds of technologies is going to be really powerful. What are you hearing from teachers and from administrators? Let's start with higher education. What are you hearing? How are they thinking about potentially using it? And what are, you know, 
what's in their mind around leveraging generative AI tools? Our first webinar that we hosted on the subject in March was higher ed focused, and we had 1,100 attendees. Wow. What was super clear was that everybody was eager for information. There were so many different things coming out. Everybody wanted to hear what our approach was. And honestly, the conversation in the chat was as active as I've ever seen in any webinar uh, to the point where I was actually engaging with folks in the chat and then, and expanding those conversations because so many good questions came up. So many good resources were shared. Um, and, and again, when we, when this kicked off, the initial knee jerk reaction was around cheating, right? This is a cheating tool. Uh, and a lot of folks had a hard time seeing uh, AI as anything, but uh, something that could generate answers for quizzes or write papers for students. And some of those initial bans, I mean, we had schools literally just banning ChatGPT from campus computer systems. And now we're seeing kind of a rollback of that, right? We're seeing students see them say, look, there's so many tools out there. We can't just ban ChatGPT. How do we create a, a policy that, you know, uh, an ethical use policy, uh, training for educators so they understand this, get a deeper understanding of it. And so we're kind of there were so many fears at the beginning, and I think we're moving towards that more constructive phase. Um, but academic integrity remains top of the list. Um, loss of critical thinking and soft skills for students, right? That that idea that they are going to leverage tools too much. And it's funny because, and we talked about this uh, in the past, but it's almost the same conversation that we had when the calculator was created. It's mm -hmm. the same then when the internet first came out, right? This idea that we're going to lose our critical thinking skills because we're reliant too reliant on tools. Um, that that is surfaced you know, loud and clear. But at the same time, now we're starting to think about how can we save educators time? How can we use this, put this as a tool in the quiver of students, right? So students aren't reliant on it. They're uh, they're using it to boost their productivity and things like that. And in reality, the, you know, we, we like to say it's only as good as the prompts that you put into it. Um, we need to, we need to kind of focus on that, uh, the idea that we are the masters of this tool and this tool amplifies, you know, both the teacher and the student as opposed to a detracts from that. Yeah. I love that thoughtful approach that higher ed is coming at this with. Yeah. It's it's a very, it's not overly emotional, right? It's a, okay, yes, I'm, I'm afraid of the negative things that can happen, but I need to think about this yep. from a, you know, effectiveness and an innovation perspective as well. Yeah. Is K-12 coming at it from the same place? What'd you learn? I know we did a similar K-12 webinar. Yeah. What'd you learn from those participants and are they, do they have the same mind frame or are they looking at this a little differently? It's a little bit different. It was almost like, oh no, not one more thing, right? Like just as we were post-COVID, we were getting back to normal and now you're throwing this at us, right? And so it was almost viewed as this, this thing that's going to take them more time. One more one more step in having to try to regulate student academic integrity. One more uh, thing that I have to learn. Uh, and, and that was completely understandable based off of the, you know, the mountains that K-12 educators moved during COVID and after COVID and, you know, having to address learning loss and things like that. And I think now, you know, the same way we've kind of gone through this arc between December of last year and now, I think they're really starting to understand the ways that this can save them time, the way that this can be used uh, really effectively to lighten their load and let them focus where they need to. And a lot of it is is really addressing with students because um, my 12 year old, you know, he's a, he's going into seventh grade and he truly doesn't understand why is it okay to use Grammarly and not chat GPT. So I think there's a level of education and communication we have to have with students to make them understand this because it's, we kind of assume that they know and they don't. And it's really interesting. It reminds me, just like you likened this back to introducing the calculator or introducing the internet into the learning experience, you have to give students 
guide frames yeah. in which they can yeah. exist in, right? And so I think about all the digital literacy training that we've done in the past 15 years, 20 years, and how that's just become a core part of both the K-12 curriculum and expectations yeah. when you're going to continuing you know, education, whether it's a, a degree or a certificate program. There's some understanding that you have a foundation of digital literacy. Yeah. And I suspect there's going to be the same here, right? There's going to need to be a foundation of literacy and how you leverage generative AI tools or whatever those yeah. transfer into or transform into, which is which is fascinating to yeah. me as we think about shifts in teaching and learning. Like yep. this is making a shift. And I would argue it's not a just a technology shift. In fact, I feel like this is one of those pivot points in learning. You know, we've learned over the last 10 years, 15 years, so much more about brain science and how we learn. Now we can fold that into the vastness of technologies mm -hmm. that have become available via general, uh, generative AI. And then when you add that to everything we've done over the last three years in the pandemic to rethink how we interact and engage as teachers with students, all of that, it's its super transformative oh, right yeah. now. I'm and, excited. And, and one of the things that came up in our K-12 webinar was, uh, what about librarians? This, is, this eliminates the need for librarians. And it doesn't. It doesn't at any level. If anything, a librarian empowered by these tools uh, really helps become that guide, right? We're at the point in the, in the world where we carry around a supercomputer in our pocket with every, you know, my 12-year-old has an iPhone uh, because all of his friends have iPhones. And so, you know, they've, they've got access to all that information, but they don't know where to start. They don't know where to go. And so that, that role as guide, right? Mm -hmm. uh, both for teachers, but for librarians, for administrators, instead of being overwhelmed by that technology, understand that us being the masters of technology, understanding how to use it better, understanding the tools that are available. I mean, that's that's actually one of the overwhelming pieces has been there's been so many different tools that have come out. I mean, there's something I've seen crazy numbers like a thousand a day have been launched since December. And so how do you know what's out there? How do you know what the, even the tools that can be used to identify AI generated content, AI generated uh, visuals and and even video, even even text or even uh, a code, right? How do Absolutely. we even know what those are? And so there's a real opportunity for educators. And I know there's that there's that idea of being overwhelmed. But man, if you if you jump in and become the the expert with with AI, and it's not that hard to, to just stay on top of the headlines and look at what's out there and dig into some of the tools. They're designed to be easy to use. And if you have that kind of leadership mindset on what's out there, you can really, uh, you know, establish a, a path for yourself. But I, yeah. I, I don't, I just think that that kind of the, the fear mongering around this eliminating need for, for educators or uh, librarians, I think is so misplaced. I could not agree more. It's just shifting the roles into um, opportunities for librarian leaders, mm -hmm. for teachers, for curriculum designers to do what they really want to do in their hearts, uh -huh. which is build and facilitate incredible learning experiences. Yes, exactly. It's like it just lights that up. So Ryan, I love how you connected um, these experiences with access to information. You even had mentioned, um, you know, that there's thousands of tools coming out and mm -hmm. all of these resources. I, I have the privilege in my role at Instructure to also represent Instructure and the one at Tech Board. For those of you that don't know it, it's the standards body out there. LTI is probably what you're most familiar with. Anyway, I was sitting next to a chief academic officer in our board meeting last week, and she leaned over and she's like, you have to see this. And she had subscribed to this email listserv that 
listed out all of the new generative AI-based tools that were coming out. And this was just for K-12. And resources, articles, it's like this constant stream of information. And it was really fascinating. She's like, yeah, and this is, look at all of this that just came out yesterday and I get this daily. So I think there's a lot coming in oh, yes, this space, yes. right? Not just what we see now, but there's more and more and more to come. And speaking of more to come, Ryan, I uh, I do believe that we'll be making some announcements. And Anything you want to share at this point? Well, so we're recording this during InstructureCon 2023, our back-in-person event in Denver, Colorado. Uh, and there are a number of announcements we'll be making this week. Um, I'm not going to tell you about them on this call, but there are a couple of locations where you can find these announcements post-event. Uh, and I think some of them are in our community, right, Melissa? They sure are. And actually, okay, so you may not announce one, but I'm going to announce one. <laughs> and for those of you listening to this that did attend InstructureCon, you will have heard this um, already at InstructureCon. But speaking of that community, which is where we're going to be housing so much of this great information. So you have a single place where you can go get insights, especially as they relate to anything with our Instructure family of products or our organization as a whole. But we're uh, releasing the PandaBot. And the PandaBot is a chat bot that's going to sit inside the community. It's going to come out in the middle of August. Um, it's a pilot. So we're making sure that this is effective uh, as we release this, but PandaBot is going to sit in the community and is going to help you get at information more quickly in the community in a really conversational and hopefully much more efficient way. So I know that um, the community is a great resource for you, but it's at a lot of information. And when you have a lot of information, sometimes it's really hard to curate through that. So PandaBot, again, who will be coming to you uh, your community home in August will be um, our first step from a community perspective into leveraging generative AI. And we're really excited. We have a great tool we're going to be leveraging um, and more to come with that. So back, I... I uh, and, and I've played with the tool and it's awesome. And everybody, everybody I know that's seen it is excited about it because it really does uh, make it so much easier to find that natural language processing uh, that AI uh, allows really does make it easier to just through your conversation without having special prompts or anything, find what you're looking for. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you love it. I, I will, um, one, one caveat for everyone, it is behind your authenticated community. So you got to be logged into Canvas. Yeah, um, we're point. putting it there because back to our conversations earlier, it's not inexpensive to leverage generative <laughs> AI. And we don't need a whole lot of other chatbots trying to talk to PandaBot and uh, you know, using up all of that energy. Yeah. So we'll be behind the login. It'll be coming out in August. Look for more information from us for sure. Uh, and we will make sure that you have access to this new PandaBot pilot. But that back to your, your question earlier too, Ryan, about, so we've got resources. So go to the community. There's absolutely resources there. And we'll you'll be able to see roadmap information yep. and where are we pulling in generative AI. You'll be able to see some of the really cool advanced engineering experience experiments that we're doing, which are pretty awesome. Study yes. hall article, yep. articles. We've got all sorts of resources that are central in that community. We'll make sure there's a link associated with this podcast for you so that you can get access to these great resources. Uh, before we close out though, Ryan, anything else 
on your mind when it comes to generative AI, how we should be thinking about this as educators, as members of this broader community, really trying to bring innovation so that we can change change the world. And no, I I think so. I'm being coy about what we're going to announce, but we are. You will see some great partner announcements. You'll see some great product announcements. Um, and like you said. The, the Instructure Roadmap, uh, we launched the new Instructure Roadmap last year. If you're not following that already, make sure you're going to check that out. It's it's a great source of information and all of this information will be out there as well. Um, but I think from a conversation standpoint, it's, it's, it's having these great conversations. It's actually... Uh, getting feedback. If you're listening to this, we're setting up a uh, a means of you guys to provide feedback around what you want us to talk to, what you want us to, uh, to talk about. Uh, we may even have some guests join us as part of this. Uh, so please reach out and get involved in the conversation. That's honestly, every conversation I have, every webinar I host makes me smarter on the subject. And, and it makes us understand uh, our viewpoint is one viewpoint among many as, as part of this conversation. And man, we want to hear from you. So be sure and, and click on that and, and engage with us if you would. Yes, please. Both of us love feedback. And not only that, we want to make this as, as meaningful and again, as inspiring and hopefully a little bit of fun for you. <laughs> so give us that feedback, connect with us on socials. Definitely subscribe to this. We're planning to release monthly for now, but if you get really excited about this. We might be able to change that cadence up. And we hope that this, again, has been a great first episode of the new Instructure Cast. Uh, Ryan and I, on behalf of the two of us, we're thrilled to be your hosts. So excited. And we're so excited to continue this conversation with you well into the future. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Instructure Cast. We're grateful to have you as part of our vibrant community of teachers, educators, administrators, and education enthusiasts. Don't forget to find us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and share the ed love with your fellow educators. Together, we'll keep igniting that spark of inspiration, celebrating the art of teaching, and embracing the heart and soul of learning. And remember, the Instructure community is the heartbeat of our adventure, where more amazing content, valuable advice, and lively discussions await you with like-minded individuals who share your passion for education. As we wrap up this episode, we hope you're inspired to keep grooving, learning, and making a difference in the lives of your students and peers. We're so excited to hear about your new adventures. Make sure to take us with you.